Good morning, everybody. How are you? November 4th, 2020. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we will be learning Dapei Zayin and Maseches Erevin. But first, we'll start at Pei Vavim Bez, five lines up from the bottom. Amar Rabba. Amar Rabba, this is actually a great place to start because we will be coming back to the Shita soon. What are we talking about? We're talking about leniencies, kulas with regards to partitions over bodies of water, allowing Jews, observing Jews to take water out of various streams, canals, and wells on Shabbos because after all, you do need water. And very often, the water sources are not in Rishisha Yachid. Sometimes they are uh, as a, a, like a canal. If you're living in Venice, as many Jews did for many years, then that's a Carmelis, right? So, right, it's not Rishisha Rabbim, it's not Rishisha Yachid, it's a Carmelis. Me, dear Rabbanan, you cannot carry from a Carmelis to Rishisha Yachid, right? Uh, and therefore, you need to make some sort of dispensations in order to allow it. Chazal did make those dispensations, not necessarily with dry land and dry things, but with access to water, they did. This statement of Rabbah is a good example of such a dispensation, as follows. Amar Rabbah, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Chanani, Rabbi Amar Dabar Echad. Rabbi Yehuda had just said that he allows Mechitza, really, when in that particular case, you had two people, we'll call them randomly for argument's sake, Andrew and Barry. They are, uh, they have homes on either side of, let's say, in that case was a cistern, and Rabbi Yehuda had said if there's some sort of wall, or we'll call it an arch, over the cistern, even if it's not, right, so we spent a lot of yesterday talking about Machloksin of, right, talking about the Mishnah where you have some sort of partition within the cistern, or immediately above the cistern, or at the lip, or in, submerged in the water, you might recall that from yesterday. But Rabbi Yehuda went over all of that, and he just said, now we, we can have just an arch over the entire thing, and that would serve as a mechitza. We call it a mechitza tluya. We call it, we, we said maybe it would also apply to dry land, and we ended up saying, not necessarily. This could be just because of the dispensation, as we just said, with regards to water. Rabbi Yehuda is going to allow this mechitza that's over the water to serve as a partition in order to enable both Andrew and Barry to take water from their respective uh, portions of that cistern. So that was the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Now Rabbah is saying that Rabbi Hananya ben Akavia also has a kula with respect to water, and he wants to say that they really are saying they're coming from the same kind of source. We're going to end up saying that yes, Rechonani ben Kavya does have a different kula with regards to water, but it's not necessarily the same, the same exact kula as Rabbi Yehuda, as we will now see. Okay. So, again, he says, They said the same thing. What, how so? Rabbi Yehuda was the kula, right? The leniency that we had just said with regards to the arch over the cistern. And Rechonani ben Kavya, Ditznan, Rechonani ben Kavya, as we learned in a Mishnah, so, the Mepharshim explained, the, the, we have to amend this. This is actually not a Mishnah, but we're about to learn. It's a Brisa. But be that as it may, the Brisa says as follows. So, it should say the Tanya. Anyway. Rochanani ben Akavya Omer, Gezustra, Shiyeshba, Arba Amos, Arba Amos. The case of Rochanani ben Akavya, close your eyes, and your, oh, your eyes are already closed, and you're fine. So, you stay as you were, and imagine, imagine that you're back in Venice, and you have that balcony, right, uh, over the canal, okay? So now, says Rochanani ben Akavya, if it's Dalit Amos by Dalit Amos, oh, your eyes are wide open now, you're showing me something. <laughs> Dalit Amos by Dalit Amos. Okay, so what do you do? So you make a square hole in the, in, in the platform. So I'm going to set the scene a little bit here. You live in Venice. You have your house abutting a canal, as they do in Venice. Okay, you want to draw water out of said canal. In order to do so, there are four ways, which we're now going to learn in the Brisa, in which, in which way you can actually create a type of Rishus Hayachid. These are Durabanans. Again, no psuki for any of this. Durabanans, four ways in which you could create a domain from which, a platform from which you could draw the water. Each of the ways is going to become progressively cheaper. So let's see the first case. The first case is you have to actually get out a circular saw and cut out a hole of four talking by four talking in the center of the platform. And the platform has to be at least four amos by four amos. Why? Umemale, says the, the Brisa. And then you can actually draw water out of this carmelis, out of the canal, into your house. Okay. So how does this work? So for that, you have to read a Yudraji and you have to understand what's going on. So the answer is like this, that we're going to use two principles in order to allow this to happen. You might recall that 
uh, I think it was yesterday or maybe it was the day before, that Andrew and Barry both had Gazustros uh, in, in uh, right, that they both had Gazustros in Venice, and that Barry was, had one that was a little bit off to the side and higher than Andrew's, and he was conscientious. He had created actual mechitzas, like a fish tank looking mechitza, you might recall, where he created actual mechitzas, he created actual versus hayachid in his mirpeset, right, in his Gazustra, in his, in his balcony. And Andrew did not. And we said, right, they both made holes in their balcony, but only Barry made the fish tank kind of apparatus with the four walls that surrounded the hole, and therefore only he was allowed to, to draw the water, and Andrew was not. Now, in this particular suggestion of the Brisa, right, Rochananya ben Akavya isn't asking you to make this construction. He's asking you only to make the, the hole in the, in, in the balcony. How does that work? So the answer is that our Mishnah was Cholek on Hananiah ben Akavya. Believe it or not, we're going to have the Mishnah, if we're so fortunate to reach it, later today, and the Mishnah clearly says that you need to build this actual mechitza. And so, and, and therefore, we see that Hanani ben Akavya is even more mekel than the Mishnah. So that could be confusing. But at this stage, within this brisa, we have the most mekel sheet of that of Hanani ben Akavya, who says that, in fact, all you have to do is cut out the square inside the mepeset, inside the balcony, and that will be enough, as far as Chazal are concerned, in order for you to access the water. So, in fact, when Andrew was only cutting out the, the, the square and was not building his fish tank thingy, it was not perhaps out of delinquency, as we had said, so I need to apologize to you publicly, Andrew, it was because he held like a Hanani ben Akavya that that was okay. And then later the rabbi told him that it was not okay, that's why he had to throw his bucket over, uh, over Barry's Mepeset, as we said, but anyway. Why would Hanani ben Akavya say that only cutting out the square is okay? So in order for that to be the case, you have to sort of use a great deal of imagination, because the, the way that this works is that you cut out the horizontal platform, and you imagine it folded over, okay, into vertical walls. And then once the horizontal platform is folded over into vertical walls, those are imaginary vertical walls. And at that point, it makes it into the fish tank apparatus, what we keep calling, into those mechitzas. Now, that accounts for the dimensions, right? So we didn't make up the dimensions. So you go to Home Depot and you say, I want to be able to draw water from my balcony that I'm going to build out of wood, right, out of a plank. I want to be able to draw water from it on Shabbos. So the dimensions of four by four Amos Right? Uh, with a 4x4 four four Tfakim hole. Now, the 4x4 four four Tfakim hole is obvious because that is the minimum hole that to make it a Shasayachin. The 4x4 four four Amos is the minimum that you have that when you fold over imaginarily the walls, you'll have 10 Tfakim high walls. So, really, all the geometry here is all trying to do, all it's trying to do is create a minimum amount of material such that when you cut out a 4x4 four four Tfakim uh, square, you'll have 10 Tfakim on each of the four sides. Right, that if they were of, of area of plank that's horizontal that were to be folded vertically, it would create the four by the familiar four by four wide and ten fucking high and that imaginary construction requires two things. It requires the imaginary walls, which don't really exist, and not only that, it requires them to be imaginarily folded. So those are important because that's where we can continue. So there's a lot there. But that's where we continue. And, that, and by the way, twenty-four tefachim is in fact right. Twenty-four tefachim is in fact. Uh, four amos, because an amos is six tefachim. So, so 24 tefachim means the four tefach square uh, hole, and then 10 tefachim on either side equals 24. That's why it has to be four by four amos. Anyway, right, the math works out. That's the point. So when you have four by four amos, which is 24 by 24 tefachim, you have enough to have a four tefach square cut out, and you and 10 tefachim walls on all sides, creating the familiar 10 tefach by four by four. Amale Abaye then said to Rabbah, the Dilmalohi, Maybe Rabbi Yehuda and Hanani ben Akavya don't agree with each other's ruling. In other words, he's not uh, saying that Hanani ben Akavya doesn't like this because it's trash. He's just saying Rabbi Yehuda maybe would want the fish tank. Maybe he wouldn't agree with with uh, Hanani ben Akavya that you can hold this. Why? 
Because yesterday we talked about the Mishnah where Yehuda says that that wall, the partition archway is enough and you don't need anything internal to the cistern to allow Barry and Andrew to get the water. That's because he held of good aches mechitza, right? That he held, yes, of course, mechitza's tluyos work and the, the way by which they work is that in fact you hold that the mechitza does imaginarily project downward and in that sense he does agree with Rechanani ben Yikavya. But says the Gemara Aval Kof, right? This means bent. Right, uh, monkey is with a kuf, but kuf with a kuf to bend the wall, the good low to have both of these principles that which you bend the wall imaginarily and then also extend it. That is a bridge too far to cross. Rabbi Huda perhaps would disagree with Chanan Yakavya to this additional bending principle. Maybe he only likes it if you, all you need to do is apply good and not if you need to and not if you need to apply good and tough together. So the statement that the two say the same thing maybe is not true. And conversely, also, well, that changes everything altogether. It could be that when he says you could cut out the square, uh, this is what happened. When he says you could cut out the square in the balcony, right? So that was a very specific case. What's the specific case? Only by the Yam Kineret. The Yam Shelteria, which we call the Kineret today. Why? Because the Yam Kineret is fully surrounded on all sides by high banks, cities, Karpafim. It's basically Rishus it's, it's like a, almost a Rishus HaYachid, right? Uh, Rashi says, even though it's still a Carmelist, it's not really a Rishus HaYachid. He, even though the Akazi he, Tar Karpaf Yoter, Me Beis HaSayim, Shalohu Kofladira, Hu, Miu Betakanta Porta Ki Hasagi. That it's more like a Karpaf by virtue of it's having real Mechitzas around it. In other words, it has real Mechitzas around it, but it's too big to be called a Rishus HaYachid. But it's not too big to be called a Karpaf, as we had discussed so many times. Oh, wow, so beautiful to get back to this idea of Karpaf, that it's bigger than two Sasayim, two Beis HaSayim. And therefore, um, it's really more, because it's more like a Karpaf, Takata porta hihasagi, that means that you don't need as much of a takana. In other words, it's only by virtue of these machitos around the kineret that you don't need the fish tank apparatus. So Andrew grew up his whole life on the banks of the kineret. So when his parents had the lake house, they had a balcony and they just had a square cutout in the balcony and they used to take out water from the kineret with impunity. So when he moved temporarily as a shlichus to Venice, he thought he could employ the same halacha. But the answer is no. Even Rechanan ben Yakavya, who's mekil, is only so mekil by the banks of the kineret because it's surrounded. But on a regular canal of Venice, this would not apply. So therefore, right, but by, by Yamashal Tveri, Abishar may must know other bodies of water, he, he would not be so mekil. Okay. So now, we arrive at the second wide line. On page Zion Aleph, and we say, Amar Abayi, Vladimir Rechanan ben Akavya, Haisa Smucha Kosel Pachos Mishloshet Tvachim. So we're going to discuss three additional things because you have to understand when Andrew was a shaliach, he started from scratch, and so therefore he did not have a lot of money. And Home Depot in Italy is very expensive. So, and he's also, you forgive me for saying Andrew, not very handy. So we're going to give Andrew three other uh, alternative ways to construct his balcony. Okay, each one is going to be progressively easier to make and cheaper. So again, the first one was you got to buy a giant plank of 4x4 four four amos and take a circular saw and cut out a 4x4 four four tzvachim hole in it. That's not so easy. Oh, so Abaya says, here's what you could do. According to you, what is going to be the objective of all three of these uh, methods is to accomplish 10 tzvachim high walls and 4x4 four four tzvachim uh, opening. Because again, that's, that, that's what we need to create. Okay, and that's according to Rechanan ben Akavya. And actually... This is only going to work if you make a fish tank. So you know what? Maybe he's only going to allow this when he comes back to Tiberia. And Home Depot in Israel is also expensive. They don't even have one. Okay, so. So let, you could do a different thing. If you don't want to take a big, buy that big of a board, so then, so then you could take a different, a smaller board, okay, and bring it within the famous three tfachim to the wall. And so now instead of having to buy a four ama by four ama, otherwise known as a 24 tfachim by 24 tfachim board, you could buy a Cheaper board at 24 by 11 plus, 
Okay, so now you got a 24 by 11 plus, good, and you also don't need to make a 4 by, because Andrew complained he doesn't have a circular saw, and, he, and it's very hard to make a 4 by 4 tefach uh, hole window in a, it's in, the, in a smack in the center of a 24 by 24 tefach board. So here all you have to do is make a 1 tefach by 4 tefach indentation at the edge of a 24 by 11 plus tefach board, and by making that 1 tefach indentation at the edge of it, which is a lot easier, instead of making it smack in the middle, then you take that and you bring it within three tfachim of the wall. So what has happened now? What happens now is, and by the way, that's the entire first case, so now we're going to have to explain how it works. So the way it works is as follows, just so you can explain, and Rashi takes you through it, but I'll take you through it too. If you have the article, look at the diagram. Perhaps it'll be easiest if you look at the, not at the picture, although it's beautiful because that's how it looks. Now look at the thing where it says house, okay, uh, below it. So it says house, so you have, how does this work? Oh. So you have the four tfachim, you have because Andrew made the, four, the one tfach cutout, and it's three tfachim from the wall. So the four tfachim are the cutout. Now it's four tfachim wide, so that's good. It's four tfach, It's one tfach deep, plus another three tfachim, right, uh, between it and the house, so it's four tfachim deep. But the whole thing is considered solid because we use Andrew's principle of lovud in order to approximate the board to the house. So that's good. So you have a four by four tfach cutout. And on the sides, you have the 24... T- now, on the sides, you needed what? You needed just basically the 24 tfachim width is going to account for the four tfachim width of the square and another ten tfachim on either side to make ten tefach walls, so that's good, and that's folded down. And the eleven plus tefach depth is going to enable the, right, ha- accounts for the following. You have eleven plus tefachim, which means you fold down ten tefachim. You still have the one tefach plus indentation left, and then around the indentation, the other four tefachim you get from the lovud, which means the outside wall in the water has ten tefachim because it was eleven, four t- eleven plus deep. The side walls have Ten tefachim because it was twenty-four tefachim wide, and then the inside wall is the wall of the house. So when you leverage the wall of the house and you don't put it smack in the middle of your balcony, you don't need twenty-four by twenty-four. You only need twenty-four by eleven plus within three tefachim of the house. Woo! Well, you just save yourself a bundle of money because a 20, twenty-four by eleven is much cheaper. And Andrew, for the life of him, again, forgive me, Andrew can't make a four by four um, cutout in, window in smack in the middle of the blank. He'd rather make a four by one at the edge. Fine. That is suggestion number one. But Andrew says, guess what? I am not comfortable with the saw. I'm a man of peace. I would rather not make any cutouts at all. Do you have a suggestion for me? Yes. Second possibility. What's going on here? Okay. You could set up the board vertically. Okay. You could set up the board vertically. So now you're not really going to get the benefit of a balcony, Andrew. You've given up on your balcony, but you at least can draw the water straight out of your house. Okay. So what do you need? You need a 10 tfachim by 6 plus tfachim. This is a much smaller board. This is not a 24 by 11 plus. This is a 10 tfachim by 6 tfachim. So now Andrew's eyes are lighting up because he's getting a much cheaper material here and he doesn't have to do any sewing. Granted, he won't have a balcony, but he'll look out the window, he'll be fine. How does a 10 tfachim by 6 tfachim and mashu work? So if you want to turn the page in the art scroll, look at the top figure. Okay, what happens here? 10 tfachim, so that gives you the 10 tfachim walls. Okay, now, place it, um, place it for... Right, place it four tfachim away from, place it four tfachim away, somehow suspended, right, from your house. What's the six plus by six plus? Oh, here we go. Not four tfachim, I apologize. Place it within three tfachim of the house. So now you're going to have your lovud. And what's the six plus width? As follows. Ten tfachim high, you're going to have ten tfachim high walls. The six plus tfachim means you take four tfachim for the width of the opening, and you fold over. This time you're folding it over, not down or up, but to the side. Horizontally, you fold over these ten tfachim walls, and you have one plus tfachim on either side. They join up with the lovud of the three uh, minus tfachim of lovud to the wall. And by simply erecting, can you do this, Andrew? By simply erecting a within three tfachim of your wall, this ten by six plus tfachim board, by simply erecting that, 
You've actually, within three talking of your wall, you can now draw water. Can you do that? That is imaginary uh, bending of the walls to the sideways. That is suggestion number two. And finally, Andrew looks at his, and he says, you know, I don't have that much money on me. The six plus times 10 talking board was more than I can afford. So Rav Huna Bereder of Shua comes to the rescue. Rav Huna Bereder of Shua. Haisa Oimedes Bekeren Zavis. Oh, no, no, that's what happens. He speaks to the guy at Home Depot and he says, I don't even know where I'm going to put that. I mean, I, I do live in the corner house. Now, the corner apartment doesn't mean it's Karen Zavis. It doesn't mean corner like you, you live like a corner office where, where externally, right? A corner office means that you have no obstruction. Right, because it's because you can see out both sides of the windows to, to the east and, and the north of the city. But this is not that. This is Karen's office. It's like you're tucked into a corner because you're going to use the wall of the neighboring building, right, as one of your walls. So when Andrew mentions that to the guy at Home Depot, he's like, oh, so then you don't even need a 10 by 6. Because if you're a medic, Karen's office, still the walls need to be 10 tvachim. But Rochva, shnei tvachim, mashahin. Wow. You don't need a 10 by 6. You can do a 10 by 2. How so a 10 by 2? Because look what you're doing. You put up the 10. And you see the lower diagram there. You put up the 10 fucking wall. So now we basically just have the two walls of the apartment building or whatever on the water. The two walls are, in fact, uh, going to serve as two walls. And then the third wall is going to be this 10 tefach wall. But you're going to put it, it's 10 tefach high. You're going to put it within three tefachim of one of the walls. And therefore, all you need is an extra tefach and plus to create four tefachim there. And then all you need, you're going to put it also within three tefachim of the other wall. So you basically end up folding this one board that's 10 tefachim high and one plus tefach. Right, and two plus tefach to, in order to fold it into basically a corner board, right? You're folding it this time perpendicularly into a corner board with more than one tefach on each side, and you're placing it within three tefachim of both walls of the corner. So you have the two walls of the actual building, and then the other two walls that are imaginarily created by Lavud up until this board that you've erected now within three tefachim of your wall. And now all you need to do, Andrew, is erect a 10 by 2 cheap plywood, two plus within three tefachim of your wall, and you can draw your water with impunity. Whew, the Gemara asks. The Gemara asks, but this whole topic of Rav Chanani ben Akavia that says that all you have to do is, right, is, is um, cut out this window, right, in what case must the board be four by four Amos? Okay, so, so in other words, when you have all these other possibilities, right, you have possibilities one, two, and three of only getting the 10 by 11 and the, and the 10 by 6 and the 10 by 2 boards, why is it, now that we're asking, right, we've gotten so used to the kula of Rechanan ben Akabia, now we're asking, why is it such a chumrah? Why is he saying that you need to cut out a 4x4 four four window? It sounds like he's machmir. Why is he insisting on the window when you have these three other sticks? Um, you know, why is he driving Andrew crazy with having to cut out a window? So the Gemara says, Vida ki asisa. No, the case is only required when you're talking about when you don't live any, near any wall, but in fact, you have a platform standing up on stilts in the middle of nowhere, and in that case, you have to make it like an asisa. We looked it up. Everywhere. What, is, what does the word Asisa mean? It says mortar here in the art scroll. So we, we, we figured that must be like mortar and pestle maybe, an upside down bowl, like a mushroom. In other words, when it's out in the middle of nowhere, you need to have four walls. That's what it means. But any other case where you're up against a balcony of a house, you really can, in fact, Yechadani would allow you to use any one of these other alternative building solutions. If you live in a corner, then you get the cheapest solution. But if you, even if you don't, if you live on the banks of the Kinneret, you can use the 10 by 11 plus. That would work as well. And therefore, the, the, uh, the request, the need to make the 4x4 tefak windows only so in the case where you're out in the middle of nowhere and you have no walls at all. Wow. Okay, so now we arrive at the Mishnah on Pezayin of Aleph and we say the following. Amas hamayim shioveres mechatzer. Okay, you need, you have a water canal. So this water canal is going to be a Carmelis and therefore we're going to need some special rabbinic uh, dispensations here in order to allow us to draw the water from it. As follows. Ein mimalim imenu v'shabes can't draw water from it on Shabbos. Ela imken asula mechitza gvoa sarat fachim as we said, you're going to make a mechitzah gvah sarat Now, in this particular case, it's a canal, 
passing through your chatzer. So that was common in certain places. It's coming from a tributary that's a Carmelis. And we're going to see, what we're going to do now is, everybody wants to be able to access and draw water out of this canal. Everybody was in the chatzer. The problem is that it is actually related back to, right, the Carmelis of the body of water that it came from. So, how, so what did Chazal say? They say, you know what, as long as you make a tent fachim chitza, beknisa uveyetziah. Right? By definition, this thing, this tr- tributary that comes in from wherever it's coming from, let's say Canal in Venice, it's coming in from somewhere and it's going back out. That's how it flows. So therefore, at the entrance into the Chatzar and at the exit from the Chatzar, as long as you make above it, that's like an Erev for the water. And therefore, you can now consider all the waters within those Mechitzos, which are within the Chatzar, you can consider that part of the Chatzar and you can then draw water from it. Beautiful. Rehuda there says that the Chatzar wall itself, right? Because it's coming in and it's coming in under a Chatzar wall. So the Chatzar wall that passes over the canal here at each end can be considered the partition. And therefore, you don't necessarily, if you have such a wall, you don't necessarily need to make an extra partition. You already have one. This, if you think that this harkens back to the archway or the or the wall that you had over the cistern in yesterday's daf, then you are correct. This is in fact Rabbi Yehuda being consistent with himself and saying that the walls of the said chatzar are in fact serving as mechitzas just as the archway over the uh, cistern served as a mechitza. Fine. And furthermore, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Birnbaum says, this is the same Rabbi Yehuda? I said, yes, Birnbaum, it is. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, it happened that there was once a canal, we call it an ama. We'll see why. That's actually confusing because the ama um, makes, uh, it seems to talk about, right, seems to refer to the dimensions of the canal, but the dimensions are going to become important. But be that as it may, this canal, shall Avel, Avel here is the name of the place, okay, name of the city, as Rashi explains. People used to take water out of that canal in that particular place all the time. And why was that allowed? So Amrlo, they said to him, Aha. In other words, this is not, Rabbi Yehuda brought the Amashel Avel as a proof to his position. That's how I know it's the same Rabbi Yehuda. Because in fact, in the city of Avel, they had a wall, but they had no mechitzas. But there was a wall there. So Rabbi Yehuda says, see, you could use the wall as a mechitza. Because those people, the rabbi allowed people to take water. So they explained to him that there, the wall was enough of mechitza. Because that canal didn't have the minimum dimensions to be considered a chatzer. And to be considered a carmelis, rather. And therefore, because the dimensions were so small, right, they allowed the wall to serve as the mechitza. As we will see. We're going to analyze this in the Gemara. Uh, but we'll see over here, Rashi, Shalayas, Kashir, he explains that a Carmelis has to have at least the dimensions that we mentioned before. It has a 10th Fachim depth and the 7th Fachim width, right? And then Rashi explains the lambdas here, that the water, that again, if the water is just like in any other case, right? If you have, like, just like we said, a platform in the middle of Rishus Arabim, anytime you have, Ted fucking height or depth, and then fourth fucking width, you're going to create your own rishus. That's going to be a problem because if it's your own rishus, it's going to be considered a carmelis, and therefore you wouldn't be able to draw from the chutzpah to the carmelis. So that's why the answer here makes sense. In other words, it says the Rashi continues. Vimoveras rishus harabim, havin rishus harabim. Because not hazorik in 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 berak hazorik in Shabbos we said hazorik alamus beyond potter the carmelis he vimayara kachmai rishus harabim aleches bo chayiv. Right, so here we have a canal that's coming from Rishus Rabin. And so it's retaining within the four by ten some of the some of the uh, qualities of the Rishus Rabin. Right, so therefore, if it is, however, less than ten trachim deep and four trachim wide, then ainam Rishus Atman, and therefore, so what Rashi is saying is that this is the answer that they answered Rabbi Huda in the Mishnah. They said to Rabbi Huda that because the canal was less than ten trachim deep and four trachim wide, it becomes like it subsumes whatever the rishus it's in because it's not big enough to be created to be considered its own rishus, and therefore because it's in the rishus hayachid of the chazer, it's like the rishus hayachid. It's like drawing water from the rishus hayachid of the chazer. But had it been ten tefachim by four, then it has its own rishus, which means that it, it takes on the rishus of its source, and that would not be allowed. 
for that, perhaps mechitzos would work, but certainly the walls, we would not be making like Rabbi Huda. Those would not work. So let's see. Let's see the Gemara. Tana Rabbanan. Let's kick this idea around. Also, love a What would you say? So we said in our mission that you need to make the mechitza in the entrance and in the exit. What if you only made it in one of them? Also, love a Also, love Also, love You only made it in one sided entrance. That's not enough because you have not walled off that water. Okay, I can't make it any clearer. Make it mechitza, make it ten fachin, both in the itzia and the knisa. To be huda aimer, koisel shal gabat, he done shemachitza. So again, he's going to insist with his own shita, consistently with himself, that the kotel that's on top there is going to be like a mechitza. So I'm Rabbi Yehuda, my sebam is a main shas about me'avel atzipari, and he, again, he's going to quote, right, this place, Avel, which was near Tzipari in Eretz Israel, and they had a canal flowing from one to the other, right, and they let them, right, fill it on Shabbos. So armu lo, misham raya. There you're going to bring a ride from? Again, that canal is not a proof because that canal was, in fact, did not have the requisite depth and width to be considered its own rishos. So therefore, once it passed through the walls of, into the chatzar, it took on the rishos of the chatzar, and that's the reason it was mutter. But not because the wall served as a mechitza, but we still need to make a mechitza. So now we're seven lines up on the bottom, and we continue other particulars of this water canal situation. So for those of you who are Venice uh, lovers, you're going to love, you're just loving these dapim. So congratulations. Tanya Idach. We learned another brisa. Okay, between the windows. So what's going on here? Look at the um, look at the if you have the art scroll, the illustration here. Very very Venice-y. You have the water going right up against these two apartment buildings, and look at those two guys. They're coming. They're looking outside the windows of the apartment, and they're they're lowering these buckets to take water from the canal. Doesn't get more Venice than that. The guy on the right, by the way, we'll call him Andrew. The guy on the left, Barry. So what's going on? You have the water canal, and it's flowing through between two apartment buildings. In a chatzar, you see the wall in the back, so it's flowing through in the apartment buildings in the chatzar. We really should do a road trip to Venice at this point. It's beautiful. It's like a transported into a different world. Anyway. So says the Brisa, if the canal is less than three fucking wide, then in fact, Barry and Andrew, this is a very narrow canal indeed, right? I don't know how they're not bumping into each other, and I don't know how you can get such a small bucket. But the point is, theoretically, if it was less than three fucking wide, this canal, then you can lower your bucket and draw water from it with impunity, and it's great. Now, shlosha in, mishal should leave malet. Uh... But if it's three or more tfachim, I'm sorry, shlosha, which means three or more, ain mishal shod li Right? Then that means it's too wide, as we said. It's going to be considered its own rishus, and therefore ain mishal shod li mamalit. You cannot lower the bucket and draw water from it. So what's the machlokas here? The Tanakhama and the Braisa says that the cutoff is three tfachim. Shimon ben Gamliel says the cutoff is four tfachim. This might be familiar from that Tessin where we have the famous Machloka, so Shimon Gamliel Chachamim, about four Tvachim versus three Tvachim. We talked about this, so this is not anything new. We're just applying the four Tvachim, three Tvachim Machlokas here to the actual width of the canal, as far as what is the width that constitutes a, a, a separate Rishos HaYachim. So that's okay. Problem is, as follows, Gemara asks, Bamai Askinan, what kind of width are we talking about? Because I said that we were talking about the width of the canal. But the Gemara has a question about that. If you're telling me that the Machlokas is with respect to the width of the Amas Maim, as I had just described it, then we know that one of the things, so many things that Ravdimi said when he got to Bavel, that he's just saying over Rav Yochanan's Shurim. So Ravdimi quoted Rav Yochanan's Shurim on this topic as well. And what did he say? He said, A Karmelist can't be less than four Tzvachim wide. Ah, so we see that what? That up until now, we had Bryce and we said, Pachas Mishlosha. Okay? So, the question is, is it three or is it four? Okay, now, Rabbi Yochanan had said that it was four. So what do you do with the Brisa, what do you do with the Tana who said that it was three? In other words, the Tana, the Brisa quotes uh, one that says three and one that says four. Rabbi Yochanan sounds like it has to be four, that four is the cutoff. So the Gemara says, what do you mean? Yeah, so maybe he's taking a position. Rabbi Dimi's ruling 
it's true that it's not consistent with the Tanakama who holds that the, thre- that the threshold is three. But maybe what Rabbi Yochanan was saying was that he holds up Rabbi Shimon Gamliel that the threshold is four. That's not inconsistent. In other words, he's consistent with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel in the Brisa, but not the Tanakama. So that's okay. But the Gemara says, no, maybe you can make an alternative explanation where it's actually consistent with both Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and the Tanakama. We don't necessarily want to assume that Rabbi Yochanan Paskin like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel if we can actually make him consistent with the Chachamim as well. In order to do that, we're going to have to reinterpret what, we, what the Bryson meant when he says, Amas amayim pochos mishlosha, mishal shodli. Because it was ambiguous. So what, could it possibly, what else could it possibly mean? As follows. Ela ba'agapei But the issue is not the width of the canal, but rather the issue is the size of the banks of the canal. The banks on either canal, if they are three tfachim uh, wide or less, then you can be machlif. What's the hachalif? Oh, this goes back to the case where we had, what, the Amud in the Rishos Harabim. That if it's less than four tachim wide, if it's three tachim, it's a makum p'tur. The hachalif means Andrew's taking it, let's say Andrew in this case, he's taking it out of his apartment building, which is Rishos HaYachid, lowering the empty bucket onto the banks of the canal, which are, let's say the canal are six tachim wide. So it's a full-on Carmelis, okay? And Andrew can't go straight from Rishos HaYachid to Carmelis. But what he can do is go from Rishos HaYachid, put the bucket first on the banks of the of the canal, which are makum p'tur. From Rishos HaYachid to makum p'tur, he can go. Then from Malcolm Tour. Then lower it into the Carmelis. Malcolm Tour to Carmelis, you can do as well. Fill it with water. Go back out from the Carmelis onto the banks, which is out from a Carmelis to Malcolm Tour. Now that you have your filled bucket on your Malcolm Tour, you can now pull that bucket back into Rishos HaYachid from the Malcolm Tour, and that's called Lahachlif. That's that's a shtick, right? Where you're doing it with a stopover, and when you do it with a stopover, it is allowed because this Malcolm Tour is like a buffer zone. Wow. So that's in fact what the the, the Bryson might be telling you that if it's more than three. Tfachim, if it's four tfachim, then it's going to be its own, it's going to be its own area, it's going to be like a shusha yachid, it's not going to help you. But if it's three tfachim or less, or in the three tfachim zone, it's a malkam p'tor, and then you can use it as a buffer for the purposes of lahachalif. But the problem is, v'hakiyas, that, that suggestion may not work, because v'hakiyas, r'vdimi, r'vyochanan, makam she'ein bo'ar ba'laba. We already said that Rabdimi said in the name of Yochanan that if the place does not have four by four tfachim, which we call a makom p'tor, mutter l'vnei v'shus ha'yochad v'nei v'shus ha'rabim l'kasif alav. So that was something we already quoted. That in a case where such a thing is not a war canal, but a platform in the v'shus ha'rabim, people, or a platform between v'shus ha'rabim v'shus ha'yochad, people can in fact rest their stuff on said makom p'tor, uvilvad shelo yachlifu. But even then we said that they weren't allowed to use it as a shtick to bring their stuff in from their Rishos Rabbim to their Rishos Yochanan and vice versa. And that, in fact, is the very same shtick that we're trying to do with filling up the bucket with water. So with Rabbi Yochanan himself, if you're going to say that the interpretation of that brisa is that he can use the banks of the canal as a makom p'tor, well, Rabbi Yochanan did not allow that in the case of the Rishos HaRabim with the platform. So why would he allow it in the case of Venice with the canals? So my answer is no. Hasam Rishos Daraisa. Yeah, as we turn to Pezayin Ahmed Bey's at the daunting time of 6.17 a.m., that in those cases where you had the platform in the Rishos HaRabim, we're talking about Rishos HaRabim Daraisa, Rishos HaYochanan Daraisa, but here, Hacha Rishos Darabonim. The truth is not all the Rishus are Darabonim, but the canal itself is Carmelis. That's a Rishus Darabonim. Andrew's Rishus Yachid is a bona fide Darais of Rishus Yachid, but it doesn't matter. As long as one of them is a Darabonim, then it's not going to be a full-on uh, Isra of Hatzah. And therefore, that is why Rabbi Yochanan would permit it in the case of the canal to draw water. You could also say that because water were Mekel, but even, even if it was the, uh, water in Darais, we're, we're not going to be Mekel. So in the case of the actual Rishus Darais, we don't allow it. But here, since it's a Carmelis and Rishus Darabonim, then we do allow it. Okay, so we justified Rabbi Dimi, but still Rabbi Yochanan's position is still is still dicey because of how Rabbi Yochanan Bereshiyas Derabanan Nami Amar. Uh oh, Rabbi Yochanan himself had said that you can't move from a Malkam Tor. Where do we see that? As follows: That if you have a wall between, this is the price of that Rabbi Yochanan quoted. If you have a wall between two Chaseros, we'll say the one is Chaseros of Andrew, the other one is Barry's. You have a wall that's ten Tefachim high and four Tefachim wide between them. Okay, so that's its own Rishus. So we said in that case. Even if Barry and Andrew had already mended their fences, so to speak, and wanted to make a joint Arab, they could not, because they have this Zaftik between them, so they each have to have their own Arab. 
However, if there's a fruit tree on top of said mechitza, they can actually both go and get the fruit. Now, they can't bring it back. Obviously, that's a hata. That's its own rishus. But they can both chill in that very rishus. In other words, on top of the wall, they can eat the fruit. Okay. Nifrat sakotel. Now the wall was breached. So up until ten amos, if you have a breach, that's called an opening. We know that that pesach, you have an option. You can either make a joint erev and then pass between you, or you can make one erev for each. You have the option of making uh, two erev also, each chater. However, because like we said, that's a, what we call a pesach, an opening, a portal, one that's big enough to join as one and also small enough to make two erev. And yosher mikan, if it's a real like chorva, so to speak, if the breach on the wall is more than ten, more than this. Then, right, more than ten almost, then the Arvin Echad or Arvin Stein. That's considered an actual patent opening, and therefore you don't, you can't even make two a Reuben. You have to make one air for all of you. Okay. And then regarding, now we're going to have a discussion on that Mishnah. Um, and that, that, right, we said it was a Bryce, it was a Mishnah, that was, that, that, that's a controversy, what that is. Uh, the controversy is going to end, it should have ended a while ago because we already had that Mishnah. We learned it. Um, but it be that as it may, when Rabbi Yochanan discussed the Mishnah, he said the following. What would be the case if the wall was not four fucking wide? So Amar Rav, Rav over there said, He was very makele in the case where it was three, four less than four fucking. He said, listen, I'm sorry, he was very machmir because he said, listen, it's, it, it doesn't have its own right rishus. It doesn't have its own uh, status. And therefore, it's just a mishmash of Andrew and Barry. And therefore, when do we get into trouble, guys? We said when we get into trouble is when you have the different rishuyos mixed together. Because when you have the rights of Andrew and Barry mixing together, you can't carry there unless you have an Eruv. So that's why you can't even move at all, even on top of the wall. Well, Yosef's blown him, I can't move a hair's breadth. However, Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Yochanan said when it was that narrow, Rabbi Yochanan was making a case like that. He said that both Andrew and Barry can go up and eat there because not having the status of its own rishus uh, doesn't mean that's a mishmash, it just means it's insignificant, so we don't even care. It, it's not that it acquires the status of both chaseros and mixes them together, it acquires the status of neither. It's just insignificant. According to Rabbi Yochanan. Oh. So now, Rabbi Yochanan to make. So we say, if that's in fact Rabbi Yochanan's shita, then Rabbi Yochanan's consistent with himself, and we're going to explain. The Chiyasar of Dimi and Rabbi Yochanan, because again, this was something that Rabbi Dimi had taught us, that Rabbi Yochanan taught in Eretz Yisrael when he got to Babel, which is, Malcolm Sheinba Arba Arba, if you don't have the requisite four by four tfachim, Rishus Mutter Levnei Rishus Harabim, Levnei Rishus Hayachid, Lekasef Alav, Uvelvad Shelo Yachlifu. So in fact, Rabbi Yochanan holds that if it's less than four tfachim, you're allowed to treat that, that area, right, as a Makam Ptor, which means it doesn't, it's not a Mishmash of Rishus Hayachid and Rishus Harabim, and therefore totally usher in every way. It's in fact its own little um, oasis. Of, of Hotza, where you don't have an issue, as long as you're not being, what, like, as long as you're not being, ma- doing something funny, right, and being a smart guy, and Yachlifu, as long as you're not trying to use that Malcolm Ptor and abuse it by using it as a place to exchange your load, okay? So that is Mashma what? That even in that case, where it's only an Isra Durabanan, that was all to teach you, that even there, right, the case over there with the two Chatseros, Andrew and Barry's Chatser, that's not a Daraisa, that's two Shvishus HaYachids, that's only an Isra Durabanan, and therefore in that case, even in that case, Rabbi Yochanan said, Wow, so Rabbi Yochanan now has a problem because it's Rabbi Yochanan holds that Yisrael Hachlif even in the case of the Rabbanan. And therefore, how would Rabbi Yochanan bring it, bring it back to Venice? How would he allow us to lower the, the bucket into even the Carmelis? That's the Kasha. Wow, we went all that way to explain Rabbi Yochanan and the Kasha. So what's the answer? Says the Gemara, Iriyama. That exchange between the two Chaseros on top of the wall, that was actually the, the Shita of Ze'iri. So Rabbi Yochanan might actually have, a, in fact, allowed the case. It wasn't, he was quoting, not Rabbi Yochanan, but Ze'iri. So if Rabbi Dimi was in fact quoting Ze'iri, so he was more machmir in the case of the wall between Andrew and Mary's Chatzar. But perhaps Rabbi Yochanan would allow it. Why would he allow it? Because it's a Darabon. If he allows it, it's a Darabon. Our Mishnah is cool with Rabbi Yochanan because it means that you could put the bucket into the Carmelis. So the Gemara says, Ze'iri Kashah. Okay, but then now Ze'iri is inconsistent with our Mishnah. What are you going to say for Ze'iri? So it says the Gemara, Ze'iri, Mokim, Lob, Amas, Amayim, Gufa, Rabbi Dimi, Tanoihi. So we go back to our first Teretz. 
that 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 according to you're right. According to Zairi, it's going to be inconsistent. You're going to you're going to say that Rabbi Yochanan was in fact only consistent with Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, not with the Tanakama. Goes back. Remember, we said that maybe we're talking about the width of the canal, and we said, well, that price could be consistent with everybody if we're talking about the width of the banks of the canal. So that works according to everybody uh, but Zairi. So Zairi is going to have to go back to the shot that it's talking about the width of the canal. Let's finish up the, until the Mishnah. Uh, what about the tributaries of the Carmelis? As we have with the Rishus Rabbim, this is talking about right uh, tributaries coming out. Maybe that shouldn't be allowed. In other words, why do we allow this canal altogether? Even though it's narrowing, it's coming from a bigger body of water. That's also It's the difference between a Carmelis that's right up against the, the Chatzar and one that's far away. Here we're talking about one that's far away. So by the time it reaches the Chatzar, it loses the characteristics of the of the parent body of water. And Ravina Amar the Nifki Apuma. Right, that we made outlets of it at its mouth. The other bottom time they made little outlets. This has to do with what? This is a third alternative explanation that when you talked about three and four, we were actually talking about the openings at the time. They hold like each other. Rabbanan says that the the hole can be right um, three tachim, right, because of the fact that that's the amount that's the amount uh, that he holds of lavud, and Rav Shimon holds that the hole could be four tachim because it's lavud. Again, lavud being significant because if it's in fact lavud at four tachim, then even though you have a little opening and water's coming through, it's as if the walls are closed. Amen.